We now begin the fourth parak of Masech Shkalim. This is four one, and we're going to discuss over the next couple of Mishnayos what was actually purchased with the Machs Shekel. So Hatruma, that means the coins that were put into the boxes labeled Aleph, Base, and Gimel, three times here as you took them from the chamber. Mehaya Osenba, what was done with that money? First of all, Lokhenba Tamidin, it was used to purchase the daily offerings, morning and afternoon, which of course is a communal offering. Umusafin, also the additional public offerings that are brought. Those are basically olos and chataos. You have an ola and a chatas, essentially all the musafin, except on Shabbos and chatas. Vinis also their accompanying, Niskeim actually has not got a proper translation in English. You probably have libations, if you have an English translation there, and which is fine. Um, every Korban Ola and every Korban Shlamim, whether it's public or private, is accompanied with Nesachim. Nesachim actually have two components. One is a wine libation, um, which is poured on the Mizbeach and the two little holes. And um, that's that's fine. Um, so we're talking about purchasing the wine to do the Nisach Hayayin um, in the, the Safsal, this little bowl they had on the, on the Mizbeach. The other the other accompanying agents that comes along with these olos and tamidin are what are called the minchas nesachim. These are meal offerings. There's a meal offering also brought. Um, so although the word nesach means like things that you pour, hence libations, um, but it refers both to the wine as well as the meal offering. So the point is that where you have an obligation to bring nesachim for the korban sibur, a communal offering, so you will be able to purchase those um, wine and, and meal, flour, etc., with the money. Furthermore, it says, Ha-omer v'lechem apanim. These are the, we're talking here about the grains that are going to be purchased to bring these offerings. The Omer brought on the second day of Pesach from barley, Shteelechem brought on Shavuos from wheat, and the Lechem apanim, which is actually, um, like the Shteelechem, doesn't actually make its way onto the Mizbech, it's not really an offering. Per se, but it's waved. The lechem upon him is waved in front of the mizbeach. The lechem, excuse me, the shtei lechem is waved in front of the mizbeach, and the lechem upon him is um, sits on the shulchan on the table there in the kodesh, and is from week to week. Every Shabbos, it's changed out those twelve loaves. So the grain used to make those various breads can be paid for with the truma, the money taken from the machsa shekel. Um, as far as the lechem upon him goes, so those translated in English often as the show breads, it was actually pretty, very difficult to make them. A special speciality in terms of the manufacturer was required, and the artisans who made the lechem upon him, the show bread, charged, I guess, a premium for their expertise, and you could indeed pay them for their work, because you need to have special workers who know how to make the lechem upon him with its very unusual form. It's got like a, it's hard to describe, like a U shape. In any case, so. In addition to the purchase of the supplies, you can also pay for the labor for the lechem upon him. The kol karbanos atzibor, and also all the other various communal offerings, what's coming to be added by that. So the Bartanur just brings, um, that we're talking about katoras. There's the incense offering that's brought on the gold mizbeach in the Kodesh, and that incense is purchased with the machza shekel money that's taken, the truma. Um, in addition, you would have things like the seir lashem, the goat that's offered to Hashem on Yom Kippur, etc., or Yom Kippurim. And then you also have um, 
things like the wood that's used to light the fires, the mizbeach, and the salt into which the carbonos are dipped. So these things are all essential components of carbonos tzibor, of communal offerings, and therefore um, they also are included in the legitimate use of the funds of the machsa shekel. Now, the next part of the Mishnah, we're going to focus on where do you get your grain, meaning your barley and your wheat, to get your omer and your shtelechem and your lechem upon him um, in the event that it's a shemitah year, shvias, the shvias, the seventh year in the cycle. So in those years, you're not allowed to plant grain to work the land. So where will you get your where will you get your grain from? Now, when it comes, I shouldn't have said lechem upon him in the mix here. I regret that. Take it back. When it comes to the omer and the shtelechem, you have no choice but to get grain that grew in Eretz Yisrael. That's a requirement. So you can't sidestep the Shemitah restrictions of working the land by getting land foreign grain. And also, it can't be from last year's crop. It's specifically required that the grain used for the Omer and the Shtelechem came from this year's grain crops. Um, the bringing of the Korban Omer, the barley offering, is what permits this year's grain for regular human consumption. It allows one to eat what's called the chadash, which becomes yashan, the new crop. Um, and the shteilechem, which the, the wheat that's leavened and waved, is what is the matir, which allows for this year's grain products to be used as menachos for meal offerings in the base of Mikdash. So this had to come from this year's crop. Now the problem is, it's Shemitah, and you can't plant and cultivate crops in the Shemitah year. So what do you do? You'll have to get it from the wild. And the things that grew naturally on the Shemitah year, which are called sfichen, typically translated in English as aftergrowths, because they grow by themselves after the harvest the next year, because little seeds scatter in the wind and when you harvest things. Um, but that's a awkward translation. I just don't have a better one. Um, but the point is, Svichen are plants that grew in the Shemitah year by themselves, without being intentionally planted and cultivated. So although there might be some rabbinic restrictions on Svichen, Put that aside for now. The point is, from the Torah, Sfichen are permitted to be eaten if you didn't plant them, and that's this will be the source. Sfichen will be the source for where we will get the barley and wheat to get our Omer and Shteilechem. So the problem is, since all the land's produce is all Hefker, it's ownerless, so you can't be certain that someone have helped themselves to any particular you know wheat growing somewhere. So you'll need to appoint guards who will keep an eye on the grain as it grows to put people on notice that this is grain that's been earmarked for the Beis to use in their Omer and the Shteilechem. Now, technically, actually, one is not allowed to restrict access to Hefker produce that's growing. That's a certain according to at least some Roshonim actually makes the, the food that's been guarded and treated privately as forbidden altogether. So these guards who are watching over the grain that will become the Omer and the they can't actually chase people away. The most they can do is say, when people come, to put them on notice and say, listen, that was what the base was planning on using, and I guess they hope for the best that people are act as considerate citizens and don't take don't take that grain. In addition, they have to make sure that the animals and birds don't get to the grain. And so, therefore, you have to have guards to ensure that you're going to have the grain that you'll need to bring these offerings. So the payment of those guards is, since it's the necessary part of the, to ensure you have the Korbanos you need, and the Shemitah year, the payment can come from the Shemitah money, excuse me, from the, from the uh, Machsa Shekel money that was Nitram. 
And that's what it says here. Shomrei Sfichin Beshvius, the guards who are watching over the things that grew by themselves, the wheat and barley grew by itself on the Shvius year. Notlin Scharan Mitrumas Alishka. They can take their money, meaning they can be paid from the communal funds that were taken as Machsa Shekel. Now, Rabiosi is going to disagree, but Rabiosi actually agrees to that principle. And he agrees you could pay guards to watch over the grain. His point here, Rabiosi is going to say it's not necessarily necessary to do it that way. If you have someone who has some grain, which he obtained on the Shemitah year by, you know, by his own keeping an eye out for grain, and he brings it, and he dedicates it, you know, his makhdash to the base English to be communal. So then Rabiel says that's that's also okay. So it's not absolutely necessary to have hired guards. You could accept grain from a private citizen. That's Rabiel's contention, and the Chacham reject that. They say absolutely not. Um, everyone agrees that it has to be communal grain, and once you have a private person who owns it, even if he is saying he's being makhdash, he's contributing it and consecrating it for the sake of the tzibur, the community, still there's a chashash, there's a concern that he doesn't, with his full heart, totally relinquish ownership. He wants to have like sort of a special stake in it, and and his you know his his self identity and ego being mixed in with uh, is anathema. It's unacceptable to uh, offering is brought for every Jew equally. Where we're not giving any preference to anybody. So therefore, the rabbis say, nope, we're not accepting. Um, other people's grain, we're duff going to hire our own guards, we'll pay them, and therefore no one should do any favors, no one should have a special claim or status, and therefore that's the only possible way of doing it. We can't get other people to volunteer their grain on the Shemitah year for, um, the, for the Shtei uh, Lechem and the Omer. So that's the Machlokas here, the words are inside. Rabiosi Omer, Af Harotze Misnadev Shomer A person who guarded, who came across grain, um, and he got it for himself, and he wants to you know, give it to the base Mikdash, is permitted to donate it to the base of Mikdash, and we could accept it, if that's how things shook out, says Rabiosi, but the Chum reject it. Amrlo Afata Omer, they say, no, we're not doing that, and even you agree, Ban you yourself agree that it has to be communal grain, can't be privately owned grain, although you might hold that we trust the person to fully relinquish his ownership and mean it wholeheartedly, he wants to do a benefit for the community with nothing left for himself, we are concerned that perhaps he would have some sort of connection to it and retain some sort of connection so he can have this sort of know that, oh, it was my grain that was offered. And therefore, we reject that. We just simply will not accept a private person giving the grain for the Omer or the Shtei